thanks for joining me. I'm Darren Harper and this is the Jazz Matters podcast where we take a documentary style look at all things jazz. This is episode nine and this time out we're taking a look at the social media jazz enigma that is the Jazzigator. It turns out for the world of jazz this is so much more than just a Twitter account. In the last episode, we spoke to Giacomo Smith of the Kansas Smitty's House Band. It was such a fun episode to put together and has some exceptional new music on it, taken from the band's two Mardi Gras EPs. As always, jazzmatters.net is the place to find all previous episodes of the podcast. And whilst you're there, you can hit the contact tab and let us know what you think of the show. Also in the last episode, I announced the next step forward in the Jazz Matters project, the South End Jazz Festival. If you're based anywhere near London or the southeast of England, then check out southendjazzfestival.com for more information on this October's festival. If the Essex coast is a little too far from you, stay tuned. We hope to be bringing more live events in the future. So before we find out more about the Jazzigator, let's hear one of her chosen tracks. Written by Matt Gordon and Harry Warren for the movie Sun Valley Serenade in 1941, this is the 1960 Etta James version of At Last. In heaven 
If you're in any way involved in the jazz community and have a Twitter account, there's a very good chance that you follow the Jazzigator, a seemingly faceless, anonymous account that actively supports jazz, sharing mentions of new music, live gigs, festivals and just about anything else that comes their way. With nearly 29,000 followers, it's fair to say it's a reasonably influential account and is a real source of publicity for people within the scene who are trying to get heard. But who is the Jazzigator? Where did the account come from and why have they invested so much time in a seemingly selfless attempt to promote others? Well, the answer to the first question is that the owner of the Jazzigator account is one Anthea Redmond. For those who don't know, Anthea is also the co-founder of Jazz Bites Radio and devotes much of her life to the jazz scene. The obvious thing to ask Anthea first is why has she chosen to spend so much time actively promoting and celebrating jazz music? I was brought up with jazz. My parents both played piano and loved the music of such greats as Fats Waller, Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald. My taste in music, therefore, was somewhat different from that of my peers when I was a teenager. I didn't much care for pop music, preferring soul and the blues, and was lucky to be able to see the likes of Jimi Hendrix, John Mayall, Howlin' Wolf and Eric Clapton perform live in the late 60s when I was still at school. In my early 20s, I discovered modern jazz and fell for it in a big way. My professional, non-musical career took off at the same time and I had to separate the two, although I dreamed of doing both one day. After making plans to retire early, move to the United States after marrying my American husband Jacques, I completely changed gear and decided to take on a new adventure by using my skills to promote up-and-coming artists new to the jazz scene. There are many people, myself included, who spend their time promoting jazz music. But with Anthea, people are getting something else. Promotion of all types is not a new thing to her, as she has spent her whole life working as a publicist. Having worked with some of the biggest names in industry, Anthea eventually took early retirement. But with a desire to keep busy, probably busier than ever, Anthea turned her hand to promoting jazz. I'm a publicist, and my career in media, marketing and public relations has spanned more than three decades. I spend a long time in the business, and I know what works, but more importantly, I know what doesn't, because I've never done anything else. And it's important to know the differences and specific advantages between conventional media and social media. I use Twitter to help promote jazz artists, their music, and to publicise their events, and it's the ideal medium to do that, and it's been hugely successful thus far. I created the Jazzigator account on Twitter in December of 2010 with the idea of promoting jazz gigs, festivals, albums and events for jazz artists and venues on both sides of the Atlantic. I had no idea it would take off. But it did, and now I have jazz artists all over the world tagging me into tweets to get their names out there to a huge audience of jazz fans all over the world. One of the nicest things that happens is when I'm asked to introduce one artist to another, and then they begin working with each other and expanding their horizons by making music together, and sometimes they even go on tour together. That makes me so happy. 
Listening to the Jazz Matters podcast at jazzmatters.net. That track, also chosen by Anthea, was Libroba by Andrew Surreal. As I mentioned previously, Anthea's work to promote jazz and new jazz artists extends beyond Twitter. Along with her husband Jacques, she founded Jazz Bites Radio an internet radio station which now plays out to people all over the world with a huge and ever-growing listener base. There are actually three channels on Jazz Bites Radio, Smooth Jazz, Contemporary Jazz and a new third channel dedicated to the Jazz Repository. But more on that later. So how does one come to set up a radio station? What was the idea behind it and how has it developed since its initial inception? Jazz Bites Radio was launched in April of 2016 as a non-profit organisation to help unsigned artists reach a worldwide audience. We then extended an open invitation for submissions and were swamped with some great music within a few short weeks. After 12 months of success, we decided to profile new artists alongside their more famous peers by going professionally mainstream with shows hosted from the UK, the United States, Australia and Canada and we've never looked back. And audience figures have rocketed and continue to rise over the last two years. In this time, we've seen new artists and bands benefit from having a global radio platform promoting their work. And it's a great feeling having played a small role in that. We're passionate about Jazz Bites Radio. We operate 24 seven, 365 with cool jazz playing across three channels. It's hard work, but it's become a labor of love. We just can't imagine doing anything else. As Anthea mentioned, as well as round-the-clock, wall-to-wall jazz music, Jazz Bites also has a number of great hosted shows, with contributions from all over the world. In March 2019, Anthea reached out to me, 
having heard the Jazz Matters podcast episode featuring the brilliant Mark Wade. The result of our conversation was the syndication of this podcast onto Jazz Bites Radio, going out across the channels every Friday, Saturday and Sunday. From speaking to Anthea, it's very clear that we share a similar passion for jazz music and more specifically, increasing the accessibility of jazz, giving a platform for emerging artists and widening the general audience for the genre. But having already put so much time and effort into the progression of others, both through the Jazzigator account and Jazz Bites Radio, it's impossible to think that Anthea wouldn't have any plans to develop things even further. Developments for the future would include bringing on board more radio shows, perhaps from Europe, that cover a broader spectrum of jazz from around the world and to interact much more with both artists and listeners on air. We'd also like to introduce live remote broadcasts from concerts and events hosted by on-air personalities on site. I'm also extremely interested in having a number of guest presenters on the radio and live call-in talk shows. I think that would be really risky and exciting at the same time. Another really exciting project that Anthea and Jacques have almost accidentally developed is the Jazz Repository. Far from being just another channel on Jazz Bites Radio, the repository is a collection of many, many thousands of vintage and in some cases extremely rare jazz recordings, some over a hundred years old. What's even more incredible, many of these tracks have been rescued from the death tolls of old degraded wax cylinders, meaning that without the repository, the world would have no record that these tracks ever existed. But how on earth did Anthea come to be the keeper of this incredible treasure, and what exactly is she going to do with it? The Jazz Repository is a permanent living archive of more than 59,000 rare and vintage tracks dating back from 1911 that were gifted to us from one of the biggest private collections of jazz music in the world. All we did was approach them with regard to listening to a certain elusive track, we started chatting and the rest is history. The biggest job imaginable though will be professionally curating what we have although we've already made plans for that by assigning the well-known jazz journalist and author Sammy Stein to curate it all, and we're going to add to it daily with the music of today's jazz artists as an ongoing enterprise. We're also including live performances, videos and interviews. It's a huge job, but so worthwhile and something to pass on to future generations.
Anthea's final music selection of the episode, that was Break City by the Horace Silver Quintet. Well, that is all we have time for in this episode. My heartfelt thanks to Anthea and Jacques for their time in helping with this episode, but also for the huge support they have given the Jazz Matters project. I look forward to dreaming up more exciting projects with them in the future. If you're one of the very few people who don't already follow the Jazzagator on Twitter, make sure you do. And if you're releasing new music or staging live events, make sure you give her a mention at the Jazzagator and she can help spread your message to a huge audience. Jazzbytesradio.com is the place to hear all three Jazzbytes radio channels. And as always, we'll put the link to all of these in the show notes. It's a very busy month ahead for me as I travel to -to back-to-back interviews with some amazing podcast guests and I'm also speaking with more guests from the other side of the Atlantic. The schedule is provisionally filled until July now and I'm so excited to be bringing you some incredible stories. Once again, jazzmatters.net is where you can find all previous episodes, sign up to our mailing list and read all about the wider project and how you can support us. We're also on iTunes, Spotify and all other major podcast platforms. And why not check out our new Spotify playlist, constantly updated with music from the podcast episodes and other great tracks that we've been shouting about. That should keep you busy until next time we meet. Thank you and goodbye. It's been great talking with you, Darren, on Jazz Matters. Thank you so much. 